I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Um, there is just no way to get into everything that we could cover this week. I had reached a point, and I think most of us had, about a month ago, where we'd almost become numb to the news, where there was just so much stuff going on that you were just you just had this kind of general premise that, well, I mean, how much worse can this idiot get? How much more ridiculous can Trump be? And, um, you know, I had said and I, I you know, I'd mentioned this on Steph's show. Thank you guys for listening in uh, last week. And those of you that watched uh, on her stream and on uh, their their stream on free speech and all that kind of stuff. Uh, hello. Welcome. Glad you guys could come around. And um, and thanks to all the new subscribers to the House Parks Radio podcast, Mega Worldwide, as the show gets continue, you know, uh, gets added to the sexy liberal podcast network group. I'm um, overjoyed to be um, among friends again. It's really sweet. Um, I would like to say that in the process of, I guess this this week. Oh wait, I think Johnny Million is here, but he's he was muted for some reason. Is he there, Johnny? Are hello, you hello. There you are. I knew I sent you an invite, and here you are. I was so excited. Yeah, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Million. All right. Hello. Yeah. So um, I was just saying, um, and you probably heard me and were probably jumping in, but at the same time couldn't respond, <laughs> that we'd all kind of reached a point maybe mid-August where we're like, okay, he dodged the bullet with the Mueller investigation in a lot of ways. The, the first part of the Mueller investigation clearly pointed that there was collusion and interaction between his campaign and him and Russia, but they couldn't directly uh, create – you know, have evidence of it because basically they had obstructed justice. They hadn't let him sit for an interview. He wasn't completely truthful in his stuff. And uh, all the other people that they blocked or kept away, um, kept it basically off his doorstep. It was a standard yeah, Rico. Yeah. Standard Rico. They, uh, you know, had a, uh, they, they guaranteed that the Don would be safe literally and figuratively by throwing other guys under the bus. And this was, you know, this has worked for him for a while. I mean, look, ask Michael Cohen um, how Rudy Giuliani is going to be feeling about two weeks from now. And this, as as Giuliani's story started to break or whatever, it, sto- it sounded a lot like just kind of your run-of-the-mill shenanigans from the, you know, from Trump's orbit. You know what I mean? Here's he's got William Barr and Rudy Giuliani running all over Europe trying to basically lift the blame for the interference in the 2016 election from Russia. And for I guess for a couple of reasons, the primary one, obviously, is if you get Russia off the hook, if it's if you can uh, make a case that Russia didn't interfere, then why are they being sanctioned? And you can lift sanctions. And who really wants the sanctions lifted? The guy who owns all of Trump's loans. All right. So um, that uh, again, the dirt on Biden thing is a absolute sidecar to the actual mission of Rudy Giuliani and his uh, the, the, the three stooges he was hanging out with or the two stooges he got busted with and the other stooge that was running around. We will get into all of that today. Um, But I. Because I have I have, I have printouts, um, but the I mean you have I have a printer that works. Yeah, it, I finally got ink. It was so great. Uh, unfortunately, I got ink just in time to print out a you know stuff that has a picture of Rudy Giuliani on it, which is just horrifying. What a waste of printer ink. That's just terrible. Like I'm going to get a letter from Epson. Um, not, you know, knock it off. You're scaring our tech supervisor who has to you know sneak into people's printers to make sure they work randomly. He doesn't know your name, but. This is horrible um, that there's a couple of the couple aspects of this Rudy story that I want to jump right into. One is Rudy's longtime business partner, who was his uh, who I think ran his security detail when he was mayor. And then um, post 9-11 joined his security firm and firm and they've been partners in this for a good long time. Uh, he quit yesterday. That guy um, just left the office. So this is um, this is uh, Washington Post, I think. Wall Street Journal, actually. This is Wall Street Journal. So this is Rupert Murdoch's paper. 
case anybody's like, I don't trust anybody in the lamestream media. This is Murdoch's paper. Uh, Rudy Giuliani's longtime business partner and friend, John Huvain, resigned from their security company in recent weeks, according to several people familiar with the move, which Mr. Giuliani confirmed. Mr. Vane's departure from Giuliani's safety and security. It's a very fun, ironic name. Um, uh, comes as Mr. Giuliani faces scrutiny for uh, probing Democratic former Vice President Joe Biden's son's work in Ukraine and his association with two men indicted this week on uh, on campaign finance charges. Now, again, to all the media people listening to the sound of my voice and to everyone in print media and uh, television media, understand this. The Joe Biden stuff was a secondary ask if you can. It was it's just to dirty up. Joe, it has no basis in fact. And as a matter of fact, in the quote, quid pro quo aspect, there's no quid pro quo. You heard that whole thing when there absolutely was. There was a deliverable that was requested and they were working out the language on what the deliverable would be, which is the speech that the that Zelensky would give saying that they are looking into CrowdStrike and they are looking into corruption uh, around Joe Biden's son and Joe Biden himself. Not we want evidence because they know there is none, but we want you basically to do to give us the, the same gift Comey gave us with Hillary Clinton. That remember coming out and saying we're still looking at her was uh, such a gift to the Trump campaign. They want to redo of that, right? So the the again, the Biden thing is very minor, though, compared to the fact that the crowd strike thing is really what he's looking after. Exonerate Russia, get them off the hook so you can remove sanctions. So uh, Putin stops uh, giving you those angry phone calls in the middle of the night, uh, you know, and you don't end up with a horse head in your bed or something. Um <laughs> Now, I, I love how this article continues to go on because it goes, um, Mr. Giuliani was working with those men, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman, on the Ukraine matter, the guys who got indicted, and that's why this guy left. It wasn't immediately clear why Mr. Huvain left his longtime business partner. Really? Really? You haven't hmm. seen him on the TV lately? You haven't heard what's going on with him? It, it wasn't immediately clear why I left? Okay. But Mr. Giuliani said, has absolutely nothing to do with any of this. There's no relevance to anybody. <laughs> okay. Has absolutely nothing to do with this. No relevance to anybody. That's that's his defense. Now, if your partner since 9-11 quits working with you on a security firm um, while you're stampeding around news uh, holding up fake affidavits and you know, uh, basically outing yourself as no longer a lawyer in work with these guys, but in some other business firm. As we're saying, uh, and the other day we're saying, hey, uh, he worked with us. He, he was in business with us, not he's our lawyer. The minute you say something like that, that changes the entirety of your uh, of his defense. So. Um, in in this, like all of it's spectacular. All of it's you know Giuliani's. You know these dudes have lunch with them. They've got one way tickets to Vienna. Um, uh, the 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 dude who's been financing their trips is going to meet them in Vienna. Um, Rudy's going to fly out the next day to Vienna. Everybody's got one way tickets. Uh, they're obviously circling the wagons. There's clearly a, a wiretaps on this stuff. They know these guys have been talking to each other. They nailed these guys. Nobody gets busted for campaign finance violations unless they've absolutely got you locked. So um, anyways, the the reality is and I, I apologize. Are we getting uh, we're getting a little bit of buffering? Is that what's happening on the chat yeah, room? It was a little gurgly for a bit. It was gurgly. It happens. Mm -hmm. you, you like everything dips around. I'll, we'll try and fix this. It might be the fact that I have a bunch of uh, um, windows going at once. We will fix that part of it entirely. Um, so in the there we go. See, that's what happens when you have everything running at the same time. So that should make it a little better. Can't stop playing. Good to see you. All right. So, um, yes, some, the Russians are eating my bandwidth again. So um, I literally have a window open in my browser called uh, Ecamm Loss in Bandwidth. Like I was doing a search <laughs> before on how to fix it. it. So, yeah. So uh, hamster's feeling a lot better. Stream's all right. Okay. So 
Giuliani um, says uh, his business partner quitting has nothing to do with any of this stuff. They've been partners since 9-11. The guy was his security uh, head when he was mayor. And suddenly, in the last couple of weeks, this dude is uh, has has beat feet and made for the exits. And and Giuliani says, that has nothing to do with anything. Okay. He said Mr. Huvain was a good friend and declined to say why he left. Mr. Huvain didn't respond to a request for comment. A message left with Giuliani's safety and security wasn't returned. Several close associates of Mr. Giuliani said they'd been distressed by his relationship with Messrs. Parnas and, Firm, and Fruman. Fruman. Uh, not to be confused with uh, um, Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. The three were together. <laughs> sausage king? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Abe Froman, sausage king of Chicago. Yeah. The sausage king? The sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, am I the only one getting the Bueller reference right now? Am I, like, no, I, mean, I, I thought I was playing along. Thank you. So uh, this, uh, you know, in this um, and congratulations, Carrie, she got an award on Thursday. Hooray, Carrie in our chat room. Congratulations. I don't know what it was for, but I'm sure it was well earned. Hello. So um, several close associates said they've been distressed by his relationship that that um, Huvain had been distressed with his relationship with uh, Messrs. Parnas and Fruman. The three were together at the Trump International Hotel in Washington hours before um, these guys were arrested at Dulles International Airport uh, in Virginia late Wednesday. Mr. Huvain, who spent 20 years in the New York City Police Department, served on Giuliani's security detail while Mr. Giuliani was New York mayor and was with him during and shortly following September 11th. After retiring from the department, he ran security for Mr. Giuliani's consulting company, Giuliani Partners, and for the former mayor's 2008 presidential campaign. This dude has seen the Giuliani through this whole process. I understand. And then, Wayne, uh, let's see, had been chief executive of Giuliani Safety and Security since uh, at least 2014. So this dude was running the place. He wasn't like a, a quiet partner. And he left. The company's website describes Mr. Hubane as Mr. Giuliani's, quote, right-hand man. It's not great when you're, when, mm -hmm. when, when judges start asking questions. Um, Mr. Giuliani's foreign business, which uh, much of it through Giuliani safety and security, complicated his bid to become President Trump's secretary of state, um, which he's been his shadow secretary of state this entire time. Um, it turns out in recent years, the company has courted contracts in Latin America, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, and including Ukraine. In 2017, Mr. Huvain provided consulting on emergency services to Kharkiv, uh, Ukraine's second largest city. I mean... Look, Ukraine is is the biggest country in Europe. OK, it is a buffer between Russia and the rest of Europe is a very important stretch of land. However, Russia has an economy smaller than Italy's. Ukraine's is even smaller than that. But these guys spend a lot of time shuffling around these quarters where it's easy to walk money out the door. So. All right. Now, why do I bring that up? So Talk to me. We've got to, uh, I mean, I've got a couple of things. We've got to take a break because I'm over this part of it. But Rudy Giuliani, one of the side stories of him is he tried to negotiate the release of this guy, Reza Zarab. And if you don't know who this guy is, Google it over the break. Check this out and we'll be right back. And then, boy, do I have audio today. Holy mm -hmm. Lordy, there are tapes. We'll be back. <laughs> your face in the mirror you see all those wrinkles around your eyes how about crow's feet or large under eye bags well imagine they're gone and i'm not talking about some risky expensive surgery just gone in minutes it's called plexiderm a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles crow's feet and under eye bags in minute it's, it's the edge you're looking for simply put you'll be blown away by the results Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless, of course, you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 
50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. Now let's get back with HealthSparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. This is Jim Allen, president. I like the sound of that. So welcome back to the show. Um, it's been a rough, it's been a rough uh, three days for Rudy Giuliani, got to say. <laughs> and, and no one deserves it more currently than Rudy Giuliani. Um, it, and if, if there's any indication that the worm has turned on Rudy... And his position, um, it's uh, the language Trump is using around him. Uh, the here's the clip. Well, I don't know. I haven't spoken to Rudy. I spoke to him yesterday briefly. Uh, he's a very good attorney, and he has been my attorney. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. Oh, okay. Immediately put him in past tense. First of all, yeah. First of all, few things are dumber than saying I haven't spoken to him. Yeah, I spoke to him yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, thank you, Donna. Look at that. Uh, yeah, but like some people ask me about you and if I haven't talked to you yeah. in a couple of weeks, yes. I haven't spoken to you lately. If it's if it's yeah, Sunday, there's a lot going I on. spoke to you yesterday. Yes. But if, yeah, if, if we if we spoke yesterday, it had time that time has not passed. This is, you know, <laughs> this, you know, that was in the last 24 hours. I have spoken to you. Yeah, we spoke yesterday. We spoke last night. We spoke tomorrow. Um, uh, yeah. And, and thank you so much, Donna, uh, Monson. That's really sweet. I appreciate that. Yay. Hooray. Um, oh, look, I'm still on the double shot. I'll be back with a second on the normal stupid picture. So we're not all over the place. The, normal um, stupid picture, stupid picture. Um, so that, and so, he, yeah, I have to, I haven't talked to him in a while. I talked to him yesterday. Uh, yeah. he has been my attorney. He is my, he has been. He, yeah, past, he has been my attorney. They asked, they asked Rudy if he was still Trump's attorney yesterday, and he said yes. Yes, but, he has been my attorney. But is that up to Rudy? I don't think so. Oh, Lordy, no. Now, you can say, you can say that he's got the right to say, I've got attorney-client privilege over the time when I was his attorney, but the, but the he has been my attorney – suddenly begs the question, when did he stop? Mm-hmm. And to what capacity does he operate in an area where he is not your attorney? And okay. his, is he aware of such uh, tra- transpirations? Is that a word? No, it is now. I like it, transpirations. Yeah. The, the, the transition from what is to what isn't. <laughs> what yeah. is. Okay, so <clears throat> let me let me let me crank up the hypocrisy machine just for one moment, if I may. And we, over the last couple of days especially, there have been moments where the if Obama response on any of this stuff would make your head explode. We had pretty much exhausted the, oh, my God, can you imagine if Obama or Hillary said something like this part of it, right? We had lost. Like that was like we had done that so many times that you – I don't know where anybody um, g- thought we could actually revive that anew, where the, there was a total – this was in the last three days. There have been a total reboot. Um, the, the, the freshness is it's unavoidable. Back. It is – so Let uh, the biggest one being <clears> – and I think in, insofar as, uh, as, as Trump goes, is him saying – uh, let me like I have to find this one or whatever, because this one, I mean, there, it, I. All right. The. The tr- we, our troops are in the area in Syria. OK, they're in the area. They've been told to stand down. They are watching people they fought alongside of get bombed. They are incredibly furious and they themselves, their their facility nearby. No one. We have no reports that there are deaths yet. But bombs were dropped on our troops on our on on their holding area and they escaped the area before it happened. They were not harmed or they were underground enough where they were safe. But Turkey didn't do this on accident. 
They have been interacting with us as an ally for a long time. They know exactly where our facilities are. This isn't hidden facilities that they're in. They know exactly where they are. And a reporter asks Trump, says, hey, Turkey bombed our troops yesterday. Um, What's going to happen? Been bombed today. Our special forces were bombed by the Turks. Are we going to take sanctions against the Turks? Well, we'll take a look at it. We'll take a look at it. That, that, That was his response. First of all, the guy asks, you know, Turkey dropped bombs on our troops yesterday. Are they going to get sanctioned? Like, is there going to be a cash? Like, are they going to get it fined? Is there going to be a, are they going to get a, a, you know, an appearance ticket, a bench warrant if they don't pay their ticket for bombing our troops? And Trump's response is, we'll take a look at it. We'll take a look at it. Oh, my God. I don't get it. Like, how, how is it possible? How? How is that okay with you? And again, can you imagine Obama walking to Marine One? Our troops get shelled by a uh, by an ally, which has you know is not in conjunction with us taking some territory, and they the, their bombs are aimed at and land on or near our troops. And Obama goes, "We'll look at it. We'll look yeah. at it." I, I, I'm. I mean, it sets your head on fire. Okay, so that that's now a running theme. Now the whole "we don't give a crap" um is it, like is written into the DNA of the GOP right now. This is this is who they are. This is the they don't care. They, uh, this and and any of if anything is evidence that Benghazi was BS that all their furor over there was a stand out order and our people were harmed and Hillary Clinton personally engaged the president himself told Turkey yeah go ahead and bomb we don't have any people in the area we do we have a, a thousand troops in that area in that what that safe zone they want to make. We have a thousand troops in that area. We didn't we didn't pull them out before this happened. We told Turkey, go ahead, then started removing some troops from the area. There's a bunch of them still there with no direct exit. And yet and two days ago, bombs are being dropped on the, you know, on their location and. Donald John Trump's response is, we'll look into it. We'll look into it on whether or not we're going to fine the the Turks. We're going to and and his his slam about the whole like, I will wreck their economy. That's that's his big thing. That's his, you know, he's. You know, I will. This is his big threat to the their economy. This Erdogan will try to wipe out the Kurds. I will wipe out his economy if that happens. I've already done it <laughs> once. Uh, I'm sure that he. I hope that he will act rationally. Uh, Erdogan. Th- that. I mean, first of all, he's well, not. Here we go. He doesn't know what rationally is. Well, they could suffer the wrath of a an extremely decimated economy. Right now, we're at a position where uh, if Turkey does anything out of what they should be doing, we will hit them so hard in the economy. But when you talk about soldiers, we only had 50 soldiers in That's a lie. Area. I think the area was, it's a very small area. It's huge. It's, it crosses three countries. And very small area. But we only had 50 soldiers. Not true. We have a, a, a thousand we got to take a break. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder, Hal Vickery. Appreciate it. We're going to take a break. The, I'm, my head's going to catch fire about this. Now, Trump's not alone in this hypocrisy. And, 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 the, and the GOP, think of, try to ruminate over the break. Who would be the worst person for Rudy Giuliani to ask Trump and Rex Tillerson to do a uh, – to trade, do a prisoner swap for um, from from a from a Republican standpoint. I mean, think of the worst people. You could say, okay, we want to get. They've got a, a guy. We want. I want to get a guy out of. 
jail. So can you help me do that? And, and we'll arrange a trade to get my guy out. Uh, how about this? Uh, we'll be back. I'm, I'm over. Like, yeah. This is Tom Harvin, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Guys, 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 I'm I'm livid about this stuff. It's I was I'm shocked at my own ability to still be shocked. I swear to God. So, um, so Rudy Giuliani. There's this little side story uh, about Rudy and Rex Tillerson when he was still uh, when he was in, and Michael Mukasey when he was the AG right before he left. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Uh, remember when Rex Tillerson came out and went, I'd have these conversations with the president and uh, I'd, he'd say, I want to do this. And I'd have to say, no, Mr. President, that is illegal. Uh, and it's a violation of the treaty. You can't do that. And um, Trump's, of course, response was, well, get that guy out of here. He's what a buzzkill. Right. So um, so Tillerson took it on the heel and toe. Um uh, Michael Mukasey also left um, and was replaced with the future, um, you know, Roy Cohn of the AG of the attorney general's office right now, AG William Barr. And um, so <clears throat> the story that from that Tillerson thing is, you know, there's there's umpteen examples of this. This happened a bunch. This this was a consistent um refrain in the white house obama uh, you know zero of these kind of scandals this is normal operating procedure in the trump white house okay so trump uh, you know trump and tiller you know tillerson saying i he i had to tell him he was breaking the law and he didn't like it and uh, he was going to break a treaty and he didn't like it and da, da, da. well one of these specific moments has come out and there's a lot of these situations where um, the, the, the Trump response, the Giuliani response is BS. That never happened. Nobody ever asked me to do anything illegal. Nobody ever asked me to violate a treaty. These are just disgruntled workers who don't like how great America is right now. They just can't stand it. And, uh, they, they left and, uh, everything they're saying is a lie. They were the greatest people in the world. The best people hashtag the best people. But now that they're gone, they were never Trumpers and they, you know, they clearly were biased against me, just like everybody else who sees the evidence. So Rudy Giuliani in a 2017 Oval Office meeting with uh, Trump and Rex Tillerson, um, who was secretary of state at the time, um, pressed them to support a prisoner swap to resolve the Justice uh, Department's prosecution of a Turkish businessman. And uh, this guy, Reza Zarab. Okay, so here's where the turkey thing plays in. Trump's got two towers there. Uh, the Return of the King. He's, he's the, he's the, the, the Twin Towers. Episode two of The Lord of the Rings. And um, Rudy is is like nipples deep in Ukraine and Turkey all of a sudden. Like anywhere Trump's got business and and Vladimir Putin wants some chaos, these two guys are there. Right? Okay. So um so the the he goes, hey, can you I, I need to get this Turkish prisoner out. Right? I and and I think if you guys could pressure them to get him this guy out for me um uh that would really help okay so this is kind of run of the mill you know uh just graft this is just you know run of the mill corruption i hate corruption i don't care about politics i don't care about anything i care about corruption this is a run of the mill do me a favor kind of yep. politics right so reza zarab is the guy he's trying to get out. He's got ties to top Turkish government officials and they um, pushed the U.S. to drop charges against Zarab that that Zarab had done what? What 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 was what would what industry, what area of expertise and business could uh, could he have been in? Take a take a wild guess, Johnny. Take a wild guess. What what what? how he was violating the Orion sanctions. What, what industry could they possibly have 
involved. The, the, the question is obvious. And chat room, you guys have any, uh, any ideas? Any, any idea? Um, James Etling says cybersecurity, pretty darn close. Boy, that would be easy though, wouldn't it? That would be right in line with the dude that just quit working with Giuliani because of his issues with his security firm. Anybody got an idea? Leaky, uh, that's why, nope. Um, the, what, what one would arguably freak out most, you know, MAGA fans? If you were working in concert with someone who was violating the Iran sanctions, what industry worse? Susie says real estate. It, uh, Mike Budo has an idea. Here's the, here's, I'll just tell you. Everybody's saying money laundering. He's a gold trader. Oh, if only, guys, if only this was just about cash. The man was violating the Iran, the, uh, the U.S. sanctions on Iran's nuclear program. He was involved in, in, in aiding their nuclear program. Uh, I mean, that's it. That's, I mean, like I said, everybody was like oil, guns, whatever. Like, that's, I mean, that's chump change compared to this. Nukes. Yes, Kathy says nukes. It's nukes. That, that's, uh, that in and of itself is amazing. That If you're going to give somebody a pass. Oh, Johnny's back, but he's muted. Hey, there you are. Did you have hey. to? Was it a, was it a, was it a booth emergency? You know what I'm saying? No, I didn't happen. No. Well, I'm glad you're back. So uh, you didn't get a chance to guess, and I don't know if you heard. Mm. But what was your guess on what, how this guy was violating the Iran sanctions? What business was he in? Oh, I was going to guess real estate. Nuclear. He was violating, uh, he was helping them with their nuke program. Now, he was more than likely probably helping them, you know, with their energy-related nuke stuff. Because, as we know, Iran has not actually had a nuclear weapon program. They want, uh, you know, consumer uh, energy sources, as everybody else does, because the Middle East is running out of oil. And they're all looking down the barrel of it. Saudi Arabia, we talked about this a couple like a month ago. Saudi Arabia is going to be cash broke next year. One of the reasons why Trump wants to sell them all this uh, hardware right now is because they know they're not going to be able to buy any in two years. Hmm. So, okay, so this dude was a client of Giuliani's. Um, uh, Bloomberg News first reported on the White House meeting during the White House meeting. The president invited Giuliani and Michael Mukasey, the former attorney general, to to make their pitch to Tillerson. So Giuliani says, hey, can we get my guy who's been illegally helping Iran's nuclear program out of jail and drop U.S. charges against him so he can just go free? And Mukasey, the AG, is on board. And and here comes uh, and Trump goes, you're going to have to talk to Rex about it. He's going to have to arrange it. And they make their their pitch to Tillerson after the meeting. Tillerson mentioned the discussion to then chief of staff, John Kelly, who was not in the meeting, noting that it was a deal he could not support. The episode is another reflection of Trump attempting to use his office to influence ongoing Justice Department proceedings. And news of it comes as his relationships to both Giuliani and Turkish President um, Erdogan come under scrutiny. Now, um, Trump uh, Giuliani then suggested well, okay, how how are they gonna um like let this guy loose? Like, how do we how are we gonna get away with this? How what are we gonna justify dropping U.S. charges against this guy and letting him go free? This dude, we have you know, I we either have him in custody on foreign soil on this, or we're looking for him and he can't move. He can't move and he can't move his money. Um. And, you know, he's been caught on this or whatever. He just can't move around. They hold they're holding his money. Basically, it's another one of those kind of things. And, you know, and so how do you get a, how do you get away with that? How do you convince the, the the public that that's OK? Who do you swap him for that makes it OK? Who do you, who do you do it? Um, Andrew Brunson. Andrew Brunson is the Christian pastor who'd been operating basically kind of like a mega church in Turkey. And after the attempted coup um, got swept up as a troublemaker, 
and was in jail. His they were going to deport him, sent his family away, kept him in jail because they believed he was, you know, his stuff went deeper than just trying to minister to people. He was actually one of the people who was trying to shift control of the country. So he was still in jail. So to, remember when we got him out? Remember the whole thing about, I got him released. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know how I did that? By uh, letting one of uh, what we exchanged him for was um, releasing a Turkish businessman and client of Rudy Giuliani's who was helping the Iranians reconstitute their nuclear program. Mm -hmm. And they used this Christian pastor basically as cover. Um, the president asked Tillerson if the deal was something that Sessions, the attorney general, could do. Tillerson responded that Sessions would have to contend with the fact that it was an ongoing case headed for trial. So he was this guy was in jail and he was uh, going to be tried for this. He and and Rudy was his defense attorney. This is who Rudy is is representing. This this the, Giuliani and Associates is you know if in their pick of clients, America's mayor, the post nine eleven. His choice of clients, a Turkish businessman who was helping the Iranians reconstitute their nuclear. Oh, my God. So Tillerson responded that Sessions would have to contend with the fact that he was an ongoing case headed for trial. He also told the president that it would be bad policy because it could put other Americans in danger, raising the prospect more hostages could be used as leverage for similar deals. Duh. Mm -hmm. you, listen to this. Mukasey who was working alongside Giuliani to represent Zarab, told the president it was an arrangement he could order as president since it was within his power. Trump told Tillerson and Giuliani to see if they could work out an arrangement. He's like, yeah, okay, we'll get it started then. Pull the trigger. That's fine with me. Tillerson said after he could not support it. Giuliani pursued the possible deal directly with Tillerson uh, after the Oval Office meeting, and he was rebuffed. The source said Giuliani and Mukasey also made a similar pitch to Justice Department officials who objected, according to sources briefed on those discussions, for the exact same reasons. Mukasey reached Thursday, said he couldn't discuss the White House meeting, and declined comment. This is one of my I, – I, I know we're getting near the – we're over break, but I need to say this part. This is driving me crazy. The White House did not respond to requests for comment. Tillerson did not respond to request for, request for comment. Everybody's shutting their mouth, right? Then it, it goes, Giuliani initially denied the episode to Bloomberg, but later he told the outlet it was possible that it was true, which is one of my favorite Giuliani things. It, maybe it would happen. It didn't happen. Later, uh, he said, suppose I did talk to Trump about it. So what? I was a private lawyer at the time, Giuliani told Bloomberg. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe at some point I dropped his name in a conversation or maybe one of his people talked to him about it because I was trying to do a prisoner swap. Like he just admitted to it. The, the man is a moron, which brings me to my theory. We've got to take a break. That Rudy is not being thrown under the bus for an as an accident. I think this is uh, this is Trump's own internal deep state he has put in trying to do him a solid. I'll explain it when we come back. It's we got to take a break. Uh, it's the House Park Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Thank you guys for joining us today. We're across the board on Periscope, on Twitch, I Twitch, um, on uh, on the people on Twitter. Good to see you, and Facebook as well. Hi, the to the Facebook folks from YouTube. Um, we're. Uh, watching your comments, reading them on here or whatever. Appreciate the super chats. Uh, if you want to interject, that's one of the greatest ways to do it. And of course, become a patron. Patreon.com slash Hal Sparks. Patreon.com slash Hal Sparks. Support the show. Help us out. We're going to reach our goal of 500. We cleared the 100 mark. We need 500 to meet our full goal. So join us. Stick around and help the show. It's, it's a small price to pay for indie media making it. Uh, appreciate you guys. We'll be back right after this. This is Ron Calgill. And this is Robbie Earhart. And you're listening to the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, you are. So, um, uh, real quick, I think we have a caller on the line, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Cool. Who's first? Is it Ike? We have Ike first. Hey! What's up, Al? Hey, there he is. Uh, hey, I'm 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 good. I will I I will say though my head is on fire today. Like uh, this, some of this stuff. Again, I I thought the meter was broken and the needle has now pegged again. Yeah, well, you know, um, 
you got a you got a hell of a way to you know it's hell to try to compress all the crap that's going on in the one two hour session. There's no two ways about yeah. that. Uh, you know, I mean, I still want to know who paid off all of Gorsuch's, uh, or rather, uh, uh, that Supreme Kavanaugh's Court bills. Yeah, Gorsuch, yeah, his, Kavanaugh. Yeah, his, yeah, his I bar tab bought and paid for him. I, like I want to know what happened, huh? I like beer. What do you, I like to gamble? You know I mean, yeah. who, who pays your debt, Senator? Who pays off your yeah. your bar tab, Senator? Right. Uh, yeah, I want to know who. Uh, you know, I want to know what happened to the Mercers. I want to know what happened to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Did they ever figure out how those two cameras were broken? And uh, I want to know. So, I want to know so many things. You know, and it's it's hard to keep up with all this stuff. Uh, I, and the, yeah. the nuclear, the nuclear business, don't forget, uh, the dirty little deal that, uh, 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 Jared made in with Saudi Arabia for some reason, they, right. they want to get nuclear too, uh, which is well, bad for the planet, they want, by the way. They want, they want that because they're running out of fuel. Now, all of them do. Sure. I mean, all of, for Christ's sake, France gets 80% of their energy from nuclear power. It is one of the reasons yeah. why they stay quote unquote greener than the rest of the EU. But yeah. Saudi Arabia is running out of oil. They they're going to be broke. They're already broke. Yeah, which is why they which is why they've opened up a huge solar farm. China yep. doing the same thing. We don't have to have a nuclear. We've got enough nuclear waste to float around and we've got enough nuclear weapons. Enough with the nukes. We don't need them. Any no, we need. Uh, here's what I would say: when, when we started building nuclear reactors, the, they had a secondary job. Your first job was energy. Your second job was make weaponable waste products. So we used uranium in a way, <clears throat> to and plutonium in a way that would give us weaponizable leftovers. After you're done using, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just speaking past you out into the ether of the news, right. but the. Uh, so, so people might not grasp it. There are other ways to have nuclear reactors that don't have weaponizable waste as part of them. Thorium is one of the ones that's been floated a lot lately. And there's been a lot of work going in that for micronuclear and thorium reactors. They don't melt down. It's not the same kind of thing. You can you can and and nothing comes without some level of waste, be it batteries and the arsenic and acid that go with them and the storage versions of this. The best renewable currently that isn't geothermal because you you happen to be lucky enough to live near it is the salt uh, um, steam plants, uh, you know, the solar plants outside of Vegas, which they've made three of, are the most effective ones currently. And they'll be great for if you're in a desert community. But these th- that's the way it's going to go. And you watch. It's going to crawl across Europe before you know it. But the trick is use a different technology. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and that's all correct. And listen, last weekend I called you from the Blue Jamboree. It was a gathering of uh, candidates: Tom Steyer, Kamala Harris, uh, Governor Bullock, uh, a couple other people. I can't remember was the name. Slip me, slip me now. But uh, I just want to let you know we had about fifteen thousand people show up through the course Here of the go. day. And that's in a supposed blood red state. Right. Um, I I actually met some moderate Republicans that were there because they are fed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all is not lost. Uh, and I met Tom Steyer, and I told him I was a step head, and he about fell over. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, you don't expect to run into people like me in the blood red state. You know, there's a bunch of us yeah. here. We absolutely get organized and get it together. But lastly, when it comes to the pres- when it comes to this idiot in the White House, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, they need to. Uh, oh, I know what the question was. Here's the question: Okay, how is it that the president can stop anyone? What does he do? I mean, how can he stop anyone from 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 testifying in front of Congress with a lawful subpoena? How can he stop mm-hmm. them? And if, if and and what can he do to them? Can he physically lock them up for testifying? N- well, um, no. Technically, he cannot arrest someone for violating, um, you know, the 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 executive privilege. Essentially, that's what you're talking about. He's so that's what, what he's enacting. So, what are they worried about? 
And how come we don't have more people like this 30 year year career diplomat stepping up to the plate like uh, General Kelly uh, and all these other super patriots? How come they ain't getting off their ass and running their mouth and telling the truth and protecting the Constitution in this country? What the hell's wrong with them? Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yeah, yeah the happy ending is I'm back on the air. We lost uh, connection with the Chicago studio for a moment, but uh, we always had the streams. Cross the streams. We've been crossing oh, the streams all morning um, on uh, Periscope and on Facebook and on Twitch and on YouTube. YouTube's our main home. If you watch us on any of the other outlets, the post show today will be only on YouTube. So hop over there at infotainmentwars.com and join us and uh, like and subscribe to the channel. And that helps us immensely. We're getting there. We're getting to that number, man. We're getting to we're almost to 10K at magic number. Oh, subscribers, we have to make it happen. Oh, yeah. So, um, and we got 288 people in, in that chat room alone watching right now. So, uh, appreciate all you guys for being with us. Give us a thumbs up, all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm afraid to take another call because I it will, it, I'm, it will panic uh, what's <sighs> happening. So, while all this has been going on, by the way, while Trump's been, uh, he's had two rallies where he's uh, simulating orgasm. Um, which is something that, you know, he, he's learned firsthand from <clears throat> the women in his life. Uh, he, you know, I read about that. I really don't understand what he, happened there. He, he was simulating Peter Strzok and Lisa Page being lovers. And so the idea that they're Why? lovers somehow is a sticking point with him, which oh. I think to the rest of us, the fact that they were in a relationship, um, would lead a little more credence to what they were saying, possibly. You know what I mean? Like they weren't just, this wasn't just people on a team contriving together that like they were in love with each other. So obviously there's some element of shared values internally, right? Yeah. Um, but so all this stuff is coming down. Rudy's taking a powder. Thanks, Herb. Um, thanks for the subscriptions. Look at that. Um, uh, the, so he's got, I mean, he needs, Rudy's making all this noise. Rudy dropped off the TV super quick. Day after these guys got arrested, all of a sudden, Rudy, who is all comment, no substance, is suddenly not available for comment. Hilarious. Just gone. And his his, apparently, um, one of these reporters who has regular contact with him, uh, which I feel bad for anyways, I think from from, uh, Wall Street Journal, Tried to contact him. Was like, "Hey, Rudy, uh, you want to comment on these dudes? Your your buddies getting arrested? Because yeah, they they they're in jail tonight, and they're looking for a couple of other people uh, that you're associated with. One guy's on the lam. He's literally running. They caught another guy in San Francisco. He was also going to fly to Vienna. Vienna. They're like, it, it's it's Keystone Crooks again. So these guys uh, are you know beat feet, get arrested." There's, you know, Pete Sessions is named in the is not named in the indictment as far as how they unveil it, but is in, is named, you know, later on. Everybody knows it's him. They've dumped money into a bunch of Republican coffers, including the new governor of Florida, who returned fifty thousand dollars from that he got from these guys. By the way, after he got elected, um, I mean, honestly, if you're, how is that just not like a loan? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, once you get in office, I'll pay you back. Like, you guys give me some money on the download. And, good Lord. So, uh, so, so they, you know, they, they're trying to reach Judy, all, uh, Judy, Rudy Giuliani all day, Judge Rudy. Um, and they can't. He's like not returning his phone calls. And then this dude goes, and then his phone gets answered by someone who says they're his press secretary, a woman who's never answered that before. Nobody, nobody's ever answered. He's always been calling Rudy's personal phone because he knows him. And instead of Rudy picking up his phone, some woman picks it up. Um, weird Ukrainian accent, no doubt. And says, yes, I am Mr. Um, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I'm press secretary for him. And um, him. really? Well, uh, is he available? And apparently in the background, she goes, he's not, he's very busy right now. And in the background, he can hear Rudy yell, a-hole. 
like really loud. And she goes, <laughs> apparently the woman goes, he's not t- talking to you. He's talking to the television. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He didn't call you a hole. He's talking to the television. <laughs> so, so things are going sweet for Rudy. Uh, <laughs> so Trump's Trump needs some distractions, man. His personal attorney, his second one in a row, is getting a little too close to prison, and uh, and it's and he's and and in this particular bank shot, they've dunked tons of of sketchy money, you know, where they create these fake business organizations, give money to the candidate, and then collapse the company. So after. Uh, you know, while this is all going on, he's like, okay, uh, start me a war, do something awful so we can say this is war and peace and tell him, show me, show him how I'm commander in chief. I'll uh, let the, let the dog wag me. How's that work? (sighs) And then, uh, he decides that, uh, he's got a, his whole promises kept thing is falling apart. Right. So he needs, uh, things to, you know, he needs a China deal. You're going to show people that he's making progress on normal stuff while the do nothing Democrats who've passed like 160 bills that can't get through the Senate because Mitch McConnell calls himself the the Grim Reaper. You know, she called him the Grim Reaper and he likes that name. But they're the do nothing Democrats because why? I don't, yeah. So, yeah, you know, anyways. So here's the here's him talking this this China deal they've got going for five weeks. Won't fall oh, wait, I so. By the way, the China deal itself um, came after he was saying we also are sending troops to Saudi Arabia. Why are you sending troops to Saudi Arabia? So we're sending more troops to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is a very good ally from the standpoint that we get along with them very well. Except that whole like all of the 9-11 hijackers thing. Very important player in the Middle East. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. The relationship's been very good. Yeah, he danced with them. He bowed when he said Obama bowed and he bowed even deeper when they put the little thing on him and they all touched the weird like (laughs) Illuminati space globe. Weird globe. Yeah, Yeah, like pray to the great Lord Oz. I don't know what the hell that was. How do you not how do you not know you're being memed? You know what I mean? Like, how do you look around? I'm being memed. This is this is a memeing. This is a drive by memeing. And they buy hundreds of billions of dollars worth of merchandise from us not only yeah that's there we go there we go the military equipment in military equipment about 110 billion dollars it's millions of jobs now with that being said uh by the way if those arms fall into the wrong hands and they end up pointed back at us we're the okay were the people working in those factory jobs uh responsible for the deaths of the people that got shot with that stuff our soldiers they get and those end up in the all right we are sending troops and other things to the Middle East. Other things. Well said. That's crazy. Saudi Arabia. But he really are just shouldn't talk. Wait, listen to this. He goes, he's, this is the are you ready? This is like, there's three choices again. Same are oh, you no, ready? Not Saudi again. Arabia, at my request, has agreed to pay us for everything we're doing. That's the first. But Saudi Arabia and other countries too now. But Saudi Arabia has agreed to pay us. Okay, Saudi Arabia is going to pay us for sending our soldiers and our stuff over there. Okay, A, they're buying the stuff uh, from us. That's no surprise. But that means our soldiers are being paid as a mercenary force for an oil-rich country to, uh, to defend their oil fields. Now, wh- why? Why? Well, how are they defending them? Are there ground troops from Yemen and the Houthi rebels coming across? Do they need soldiers to guard to, to be there? What what are these soldiers doing? They're standing in these bases. Why are they standing in these, these bases? They're human shields. The U.S. soldiers are being sent there to stand around, acting as defense forces in areas where the, the Houthis and the uh, via, you know as a proxy for Iran allegedly will do a drone strike and if they hit a US soldier now that will help us have an impetus to go into war you know to basically move across Yemen and go into Iran they're being used as human shields 
That's why we're sending soldiers. Trump is sending our soldiers to be paid human shields for the House of Saud. But, but he he likes it to be reciprocal. So we're getting cash for that. Cash, by the way, mm-hmm. that will end up paying for his $340 million golf tab. Uh, boy. So the China deal, China deal comes in, right? It's, we'll we'll finish up on this. What's his what's his other thing that he's gonna? I'll show them. I got a whole. We're we're you know while all this stuff is going on, I got a whole China deal going on. Well, what's the deal? Is it is it written or are you signing one today? Here, I noticed the vice premier of uh, of China for economics is over here, and you're sitting. He's sitting right there. Are you guys signing something today? No, nah. no. We're just uh, talking about how phase one will be finished in two in the next two in the next couple in a very short period of time in the three weeks in the five in five weeks he ends up going from in a short period of time to saying five weeks immediately but three, listen to this four, five weeks won't fall apart as it's being papered well anything can how, do you, how do you know this isn't going to fall apart in the next five weeks like why did you drag us all in here for this bs is what the reporter is saying that can happen I don't think it will. I think we know each other very well. We've been negotiating this for a long time. A yeah. So why why is this news? You've been you're still negotiating. You haven't done anything. Possibility, of course, that maybe there's something that uh, they're unable to get papered. But papered means written in a contract form for, to be signed. Just in case you, he loves that. I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, the vice premier's been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trump stakes, Taj Mahal. Yeah. Only fail. Only guy to ever fail a casino. Six bankruptcies. Uh, couldn't get money from anywhere but a bank that <clears throat> was hiding the fact that most of their funds for loans was coming through Russia. Yeah. You've been doing this for a long time. Doing it for a long time and many other deals for many, many years. All both of us. And, deals. Uh, Great deals. His people are very professional, great professionals. And so am I. And I think <laughs> I am a great professional. I'm a great professional. They're great professionals. And so am I. The likelihood of it falling apart is not so good. What do you think? The likelihood of it not falling apart is not so good. I can't follow. I can't either. Wait, but he's going to, don't worry, don't worry. If his nonsense is confusing you, he's here comes Steve Mnuchin in to save the day. Steve Mnuchin is going to explain what the president was talking about and settle this, make it all clear. Okay, Steve, what would you say? I think we, we have a fundamental understanding on the key issues. Uh, we've gone through a significant amount of paper, but there is more work to do. And we will not sign an agreement unless we get and can tell the president that this is on paper. And I know uh, the vice premier needs to go back and do some work with his team. But we've we've uh, we've made a lot of progress over the last two days. So uh, so let, let me get this right. You're not going to sign the air. You're not going to walk around with a Sharpie going, I'm signing the sky. This, like, it, you can't sign anything till it's papered, you stupid. Oh, my God. OK, so then. But what is it's phase one? You know, Hal, don't overreact. What's phase one? Phase one is China's going to buy 50 billion dollars. Allegedly hasn't been signed yet. Not on paper, but they're saying they're going to buy 50 billion dollars worth of U.S. agricultural goods. Uh, no word on whether that is farm implements or, you know, as far as the machinery so that they can just farm us out of business on their own um, after they get the stuff or if it's, you know, grain and whatnot. Now, keep in mind, they need food in China really bad right now. They've slaughtered 400 million pigs because of a disease that was brought over from their adventures in Africa um, that wiped out a huge section of the pork market over there. So they need to buy it from the States. And so that's been messing with them. That's part of what they're going to buy. But $40 billion, they just inflated their currency before doing this. So $9 billion worth of stuff now is $40 billion worth of stuff on paper as far as Chinese money goes. That's what he's talking about. It's it's ridiculous. Okay, then, but but here's the thing. How, how many, when, when are the phases, are, are these phases, how do they work? How, where, where is, where are we in this? Oh, by the way, um, wait, wait, let me find this real quick. Hold on. Uh, uh, lots of the bullshit. Um, oh yeah, I know this. Hold on. 
This is, I got this. We're going to put this on pause. This is the tariffs are on pause. Please. So I was just going to clarify. The vice mayor has requested and the president has approved. While we go through a process of documenting this, we will not be implementing the increase of tariffs that were scheduled to go in place from 25 to 30 percent. So remember what I said before about he fakes these tariffs and then and the market reacts and then he knows he's not going to implement them. And then you could if you know this on his side and his friend's side, you can play the market and win every time. This is insider trading. This is the business model. Uh, happy ending is uh, Rudy Giuliani will not be all over your television next week. Thank you, Johnny Million. You are awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I lost you temporarily there. And Chicago, you're fantastic. We'll see you guys next week Um, uh, from Vegas. We'll be in Vegas. All right. Hey, this is Frangela, and we host the final word with Frangela and Idiot of the Week podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'll love our show, where every week we talk about real news, real funny. So come on over and listen to The Final Word with Frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.